Welcome to the Plus Music Podcast with Brian and Nick. Today we're sitting down with the co-founder and CEO of Melon, Devin Thome. Run out of Orlando, Florida, Melon are a team of metaverse game developers and creators on the mega popular Roblox platform. The Melonverse is home to all kinds of Web 3.0 media, including video games, live concerts and events, and partnerships with world-recognized brands. Devin joins us to give us a deeper dive into what Metaverse means for the future of gaming, music, and the internet. We'll touch on how technology works, how the industry may evolve, and how creatives can get involved in the new direction of digital media. Here's more from Devin now. We'll just jump in and, and yeah, be a good combo. Um, just jump in. So a couple of things we know about you here, Devin, um, Melonverse, that's uh, probably where we want to start. I know that's... Um, your life, your universe, your metaverse, your baby. <laughs> so yeah, uh, a couple of things. Let's just start really high level. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Melon, the concept, how you got started, and um, we'll give our listeners a little preview of that first. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So Melon was something I started. I've always had sort of a love of gaming, and the metaverse has sort of been born from just gaming and interactive media in, in sort of that way, which has been really, really great to see and grow over the years. Um, Melon is sort of what I imagine to be what creates all of these really immersive and really great experiences. Primarily right now, we, we build on the Roblox platform, but it could be any sort of metaverse medium that's that's kind of made to support it. And those could be music events, brand activations, or even sort of uh, original games as well. Um, and it's really just been in, in evolution for the most part. Um, I started Melon about six and a half years ago at this point, and we actually started originally building Minecraft communities. Um, oh, cool. For, for, yeah, for, for gaming influencers back in the day. So it'd be, you'd have creators that have millions of subscribers and they'd be up, uh, they'd be recording these videos on these other Minecraft games. That's just what was big at the time. And we were like, oh, why don't we help you make your own? Instead of you bringing your audience off to this other community and they're generating all this revenue and stuff, let's just do that for you in, in this space. So that's exactly what we did. So we, we, powered, we, we powered a lot of these sort of communities and worlds for these creators at the time. Uh, and we did that for, for a while. Um, fast forward to roughly about 2018, and that's when those same creators really made the jump to Roblox. Um, not super sure why, to be honest, besides the fact that it was a really promising platform, but it was just kind of where the trends were going. So we followed suit and we kept the same business model. We built Roblox games for creators. And with that, we got closer to Roblox as a company, started getting more involved in their first party engagements. And we were one of the first studios ever on their platform to pilot doing music. So that, that, that was really exciting. That was really when, when things really started taking off with us. And that's how I met my now current business partner, Josh Newman who joined us a few months after that, after taking notice with their first Roblox project uh, in the music space specifically. Cool. And are you guys, are you guys staying focused in the music space on Roblox? Is that your wheelhouse still? Or do you, have you guys expanded off into other things now? So we kind of have a bit of a trifecta. We, we help brands navigate and enter the metaverse as well. One of our most notable clients there is Chipotle. We've helped them give away millions of dollars of burritos twice now, and it's been really exciting each time. We'll create the, like a virtual space. People go and compete in some sort of game or mini game experience, and then they walk away with a free entree code. Did you guys walk away with a lot of free entree codes too? Uh, you know what? They um, are very right now. <laughs> to work with. 
um, I am a very big Chipotle fan, so I was very happy with that engagement. Um, <laughs> that, that aside, though, we, we, we help brands navigate the metaverse and really create experiences that are organic and not just what feel like billboards in a virtual world is kind of how mm-hmm. I like to put it. Uh, music is a huge priority with us. We're doing a lot with it this year. Uh, we worked on a majority of the music events on the Roblox platform. Um, as well as we were the first dev studio there to actually do uh, a full motion capture experience on there, uh, which previously was Roblox themselves that would be creating those experiences. So that was really exciting too. Um, And then the the third of the trifecta is sort of original games and stuff as well, which we have a few releases for uh, coming later this year, which I'm really excited about. So the Melonverse, tell us about that piece. Is that just like everything that you just described all in one place or is that a whole different project going on? Yeah, so we kind of envisioned the Melonverse to be a support system of making these assets multi-platform, hopefully, as we continue to expand. Um, Essentially, we would love to make it so players can have consistency in their experience. Um, We're not blind to the fact that Roblox is not the only platform. There's many platforms out there that are really exciting. We're keeping our eyes on Horizon World, Sandbox, Decentraland. They're all different aspects of the metaverse that are growing. And also thousands more, I'm sure I didn't even mention, that are up and coming as well. Um, I really love the idea of hopefully being able to take some of the stuff that people are acquiring, whether that be avatar virtual goods or even just in-game elements of whatever they are and helping make that inter-platform. Um, that's what I kind of imagine Melonverse to be, sort of whatever we're building, having a sort of place and connecting our worlds together across the platforms. Can you I, descri- Can you define Metaverse? That, I was literally uh, going to ask a very similar question to that. I mean, I, I, we all know different. It's a hot button question, but yeah. you're in it so deeply. Can you define it from your perspective? Yeah, it's uh well for me I see it as it's a it's a really good descriptor of just a social game experience honestly. It's any way that you can be connecting with other people in a virtual world in a certain medium and that could be a virtual concert, could be you're playing a game together, a multiplayer experience. But it's also a really loaded term too. There's a there's a lot of meanings for it the same way that that cloud has a huge meaning like cloud servers and all that other sort of technology. Um but as far as metaverse goes it's very much about social gaming in my opinion got it because when people hear metaverse you know the uninitiated might think okay ready player one everybody goes to a place that is like the hub of of multi of a bunch of universes that all kind of come together at one place so what what you just said was you're really digging into what what it what it does, which is brings people together. Yeah, online. it's 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 difficult because at the end of the day, all of these different metaverses are their own platforms, and all those platforms operate differently. There might be technologies that try to make them similar, like blockchain and crypto, and all these other different sort of projects that are trying to unify that in some way. Yeah. Um, but until there's a set standard that you see. Uh, like Meta and Sandbox, for example, all decide to adopt together. That's they they are very very different. And there's there's a lot, um, and they're they're very separated. Um, so Metaverse, as a general title, I see as just relating to social game because everyone wants to call these platforms the Metaverse. But at the end of the day, they're all kind of doing the same thing, just in different ways, and they have different perks and and sort of ways of going about it right now. Where 
I guess what would be your definition was good as far as like for the layman, how would you define a metaverse? But I saw this commercial the other night for like 60 minutes. That was all the metaverse where cryptocurrency and gambling and pornography can be out of control. What you need to know that your kids are getting into on the next 60 minutes. So hearing that, you know, what's the, what's the concern? What should people be looking out for going into this metaverse world? I think it's the same thing you'd be looking out for the same way you'd be going to a brand new website or downloading a new game off of whatever marketplace you're getting that into. It's There's research that goes into when you involve yourself in any of these spaces, whether you're someone that wants to play the experiences or build them yourself. Um, and as a result, it's just understanding sort of I guess the community standards that those platforms set aside for themselves, the type of content they think is okay. Um, mm -hmm. I will say I'll, I'll give uh, Meta a lot of credit with Horizon Worlds. I think they're they're really good about creating a safe environment that's accepting for a lot of people. Roblox as well is is n n notoriously friendly for for, for kids. Um, and then you have some of the other spaces that are a little bit more open, um, where you can kind of do a lot more of kind of whatever whatever you want there. So I think the danger that you face is the same you'll face in just going to random online communities in general, I don't mm -hmm. think it's unique to being metaverse. I just think it's a new way of experiencing it. And when you're strapping a VR headset on, uh, it's uh, it's a little, sometimes it might be a little bit too immersive than you'd want it to be in those mm -hmm. situations. That's a good, that's a good explanation. So Devin, you know, from your perspective, what do you think the opportunity is of this, this new type of technology and these new types of platforms? Like from, from a social, uh perspective like how do you think it's going to affect the um the way we live our day-to-day -day lives so do you think we're going to spend a lot more time online because of it or do you think that there's just going to be certain subsets of the market that'll adopt it and some won't some will i think in general it's going to open a lot of doors for just explore new new media and i think it's also going to lower the bar for entry for a lot of people that wanted to be somehow involved in games professionally as well or, or games or interactive media however you want however you want to interpret that mainly meaning that um, a lot of these worlds will help sort of democratize creation by making these tools to make these interactive worlds much easier you can have people that are like 10 years old making roblox games or in horizon world that's really easy just to drag shapes and structures out of their toolbox and make something that's pretty cool then invite your friends in um, I think it's going to create new avenues for socialization. It's going to create um, new ways of experiencing things that are familiar. For example, uh, uh, a couple of days ago, I was checking out, it was, uh, it was a comedy club in Horizon World. And there was someone that was just literally performing a, a, a comedy show that you, you go and you check out, you sit down virtually. It was really strange and really weird. But at the same time, it's, it's also kind of cool because that's traditionally like, what, you're watching a YouTube video or something of that? It's, it's, it's totally different. So... I don't really see it being a replacement for a lot of things. It's not like, at least in its current stage, you're not living in it 24 hours a day, but it can definitely augment and improve some of the experiences you may not otherwise have as accessible and be able to do things that otherwise, um, they just wouldn't be nearly as, as immersive. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, in a dystopian vision, right? Like you go to the movie theater, yeah, you could potentially get COVID now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you have like 
let's say that a new version of something comes out years from now it may be it may be the only way to interact with large numbers of people in a safe way right mm -hmm. it might be i don't know who knows um but that's a that's kind of neither here nor there but i'm just saying like it seems like that would be this 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 sort of shift possibility shift if it becomes like there isn't another alternative you know here we go down this road and it just is what it is how how is it let me shift gears a little bit back to music so if you're a musician and you want to go off and bring your own music onto roblox how would you do that yeah, so it's actually for Roblox specifically, it's it's pretty easy in the sense that you can pretty much upload anything you want and then build an experience around it. Um, what our team specializes in in that sense is creating concert like experiences uh, about making something that's truly immersive and building a world that changes around the song and like builds around the avatar um that we create for the artist but for for sort of smaller smaller musicians they could totally have their own space on roblox too they could build up their own um they could build up their own sort of mini venue it can be themed however they want it to they can import their own props they can have their tracks that come in they have a playlist that plays like like you'd play like a spotify playlist or something at at like a coffee shop on the street and it, it could be sort of whatever you want it to and one of the perks of the Roblox platform metaverse, if you want to call it specifically, is that those places can also portal to each other. Um, so if a certain musician decides that they want their space to portal to someone else's game or someone else's world, you, they, they can set it up so as you as your Roblox character and you walk through that portal, you're off to that other space, but it also works vice versa. That's just um, crazy. Wow. Yeah, so it, it it adds a really cool sense of discovery there. And there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with those, with those portal-like systems. Um, in that same regard, kind of though, sorry, Dad, I just want to ask while we're still on that point, what you can't upload other people's music, can you? If you're an artist, you can upload your own music, but how would you say open up a virtual movie theater and play a Spotify channel with other people's music playing? Yeah, so Roblox wouldn't really be the platform. So Roblox is a heavily moderated platform in the sense that they really look for a lot of G-rated content to live on there. Like even when it comes to us partnering with some of our artists, a lot of the music that we want to work with on there needs to go through a lot of their moderation and needs to be filtered out or edited to be playable on the platform. Um, but otherwise, it 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 it's worked similarly to other platforms. Like you'd have uh, Twitch.tv, the gaming streaming site, will like try to self-moderate for copyrighted content. Roblox does a lot of the same. In that sense, so of course it comes back to you're uploading the stuff you have license a license for, and it's stuff that you have have permission to use. Um, they also have their own library, and they have their own relations with uh, with some other publishers and song artists as well that just live on the platform too. That you can tap into without sort of that uh, that that primary permission that's needed. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very. Yeah. That's a. Do you do you think that the do you think that it's going to be a of the future of a of an artist release process to have some sort of virtual digital space to draw fans to as just like that's the new album artwork kind of thing oh yeah totally 
I see like worlds on Roblox or Horizon Worlds or whatever they end, they choose to use almost being another addition to the same way they'd use like Twitter or other social media. Mm-hmm. The way oh. that they'd be talking about their song release on social media, they would have their space on Roblox or one of these platforms updated. Uh, they'd be selling virtual avatar items to promote that new album. They'd be playing that song there, whether that be a performance or just like uh, uh, on Roblox, they're called listening parties when it's just like a new track or album playing in the background. And it's a little bit less sort of crazy effect driven immersive experience. Um, but yeah, no, it, it absolutely is because on top of that, it gives a virtual gathering space to that artist's fans to kind of hang out and, and chat with each other. But also if that artist then jumps in that world, you can chat with the artist, you can ask questions, like it, be, it becomes like a, like a real life meet and greet, but obviously di- digital in that sense. And that's even right now on social media, that's really hard to, to kind of a- attain the, the meet and greet effect. What's the, uh, what's the most interesting thing that you've seen come out in like the last year in the in the metaverse space regardless of platform like what's the most promising thing that you've seen come up that you thought was oh that's interesting caught my eye type thing yeah i think honestly and full props to epic games and fortnite on this but just the the music experiences that they put out are like continuously so impressive just the amount of production quality that goes into that it's it's incredible and it, it truly innovates what a concert can be, anything that's that's virtual in that sense, um, and I, I I see this all the time. Um, not 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 to d- kind of segue too much from your question, but it's people that'll they'll go in, they'll say they'll they'll aim to make a concert, for example, but they'll start by just recreating a concert venue. To me, that doesn't really make a lot of sense because if I wanted to experience that venue, I would just go there in person. Um, Instead, you're dealing with this environment where the laws of physics don't apply. You can do almost anything you want to do, and you can really make this virtual world whatever you want it to be. Um, And what I think uh, Epic Games has done with their concerts and every single one that they put on is you go in there, you're getting a concert experience that you wouldn't have in real life. You're flying through a galaxy. You're you're uh, suddenly parasailing down back onto the beach. You have the artist running by and like the stage is falling. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and that's that anything in this space that is kind of taking advantage of not being in the physical world is what I think is setting the bar higher each time. Um, recreating stuff is cool. And I think that in itself can be a testament to like the graphical fidelity or the quality of experiences that can be made on a platform or virtually, but that, I don't, I don't see that as the reason to try to sell people in coming into the space because it's not a new experience. It's just kind of seeing something familiar in a, in a, in any way. Yeah. And it's, it's easier too. when when it's, it's easy for the mind to sort of negate the, the difference between real and reality, if it's trying to be the same, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, it's cool. Like, all right. Yeah, I get it. Like, that's pretty, it, it's pretty cool, but mm-hmm. why not just do the thing that you already have? Like, I, I think that's the interesting, that, that's, that's a much more interesting way to look at like what the, what metaverse really, or what this concept really, really brings to the table, which is the creativity that's possible in there should be used to its fullest. It should, it should just be different. Cause it is different. It's not a replication of, it's not replicated reality. Right. 
you get however i did read something recently that somebody paid twenty thousand dollars for a high-rise apartment on park place uh in the metaverse <laughs> so it's like when i read that i was like what wait does somebody know something here because that's a two million dollar property in real life maybe even a 20 million dollar getting it for two thousand bucks or twenty thousand bucks or whatever is buying real estate and like desirable geographic destinations buying the, the the virtual experience of those places a thing going that's forward? just a marketing yeah. thing i mean it's a thing right Devin? it's people can buy digital land yeah it's uh that's but. that's what 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 the uh that's what decentraland is is entirely based on is owning different land there and then building on it and everything i'm not super familiar what platform you're talking about for that purchase that but that that definitely sounds like a steal Mm-hmm. A twenty thousand. But at the end of the day, it's like, but what? See, you buy homes well, you in areas. Yeah. Well, there's a utility value to the house you buy, right? Mm-hmm. A utility of it's a roof with plumbing and windows. You know, it keeps you from the element. Get in a fight with your wife. I'm out of here. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. I'm going yeah. to my place in New York. Already ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fascinating. So do do you do you see um like a generational gap in between these concepts? Do you think that there's certain generations that are that are more open to it than than others? Well, I think it all comes back down to the content that you're looking for. Um I think if you're talking about new experiential stuff, I think that really can appeal to all generations because it's it it really is a new experience. Um, my, uh, my, my mom, for example, I let, I let play VR for the first time last Christmas when I'd visited them and it was really entertaining, but at the end of it, it was like, wow, I've never, like, I never enjoyed playing games before. And then I tried that and that was insane. So it's, it's definitely, there's touch points for the different generations. Um, but again, seeing the value add and what's being made is what's really important there. If you're trying to sell somebody that might be in a different generation on just seeing this venue, they've already seen 500 times just virtually, they're not going to see the value add that. They're like, I don't, I don't care about that, that this was really hard to get this headset working and sign into the app and everything. I'll just, I'll just go there in person. But if it's this insanely immersive experience that you can't experience in real life, I'd see it the same way that they'd want to experience anything else for the first time. It's really all about that that accessibility barrier. You're, it's a new experience and it's the accessibility barrier. If, if both of those are sort of overcome, then I, I, I think you really have something that anybody can enjoy. Yeah. Do you, um, how, how, does, how does blockchain fit into this world for you yet, if any? And are you guys thinking about that space? Do you, do you think there's I I mean, like there's, there's a lot of technical growth that needs to happen for that. Even, even to your just last point, which is accessibility. That's even farther down the road uh, from a lot of different perspectives, but you know, yeah, Ethereum's new, new chain and, and their, their world is about to change. So most of the ecosystems are st- are already still built on Ethereum, so if that if that just helps it switch over and become a lot less expensive. Um, that's a thing. But like, w- w- how does that world strike you guys right now? And and where are you looking for? Or how are you looking down the road with that? 
Yeah, it's uh, as a technology, I think it's really exciting. I think the idea of decentralized ownership makes a ton of sense. And it's really just all about how it can be integrated. Um, I think right now there's a lot of projects in the space that are really exciting and everyone's tackling the problem in a little bit different way and everyone's trying to do a bit of a different thing. We don't currently have any sort of projects that are blockchain powered ourselves. Um, it's just not something that we're we're actively developing on right now, but the platforms we're looking at, Sandbox, Decentraland, um, and I'm sure, again, hundreds of others that uh, have been announced within the past two weeks. Um, yeah, right. Those are all spaces that we're really excited about. And it's it's really, really cool to see the growth of potentially owning stuff like that. Because again, it goes back to even like the early days of gaming. You'd, you'd have people that that really enjoy playing games like uh, like World of Warcraft. They'd get all these items in their game, but then you step out and you're like, well, what would you get out of that? The idea of like that item could have intrinsic value outside of that game world. Um, if it, if it ties into these systems, these technologies in a way that, that it's set up, I think that's really exciting. Um, I think play to earn in that sense is also really exciting in the sense of you're playing this game, you're earning something that has a value um, and that, that could be taken elsewhere, either other platforms or sold to other people. I, but right now it's not something that we're, we're, we're super involved in just yet, but we're, we're definitely watching it. And just to piggyback on that, um, is cryptocurrency the only currency in the metaverse that will be accepted or is that a choice or you know i know that there's they the, obviously blockchain and crypto go hand in hand but with the metaverse and blockchain technologies kind of being at the forefront and some of the ideas of these places how do you see these new again to my point meta nations different currencies and different metaverses crossover currencies and some i was going to keep pitching meta nations until <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here, here, let me just jot that down real quick um, <laughs> no. um i think so in general i think it really depends on the platform itself and how that platform is made you have platforms like roblox and horizon worlds which currently aren't blockchain based at all so as a result of that those they're not going to be crypto based in those in those senses or if they have plans to they're not currently um, but then you have platforms like Decentraland and Sandbox that are entirely blockchain powered, not just how they do their item management, but for Decentraland's case, even if you can even build there, for you to play Decentraland to build it, you have to own that land and you have to own that asset on their blockchain. Cryptocurrency is just one use of blockchain in a way that it just happens to be a currency. Um, NFTs also use blockchain and other sort of technologies like that. So I think it really again, just comes down to the platform level. And that really comes back down to when we think about metaverse, it really it really is multiple platforms and it depends on the technologies they're all using, how they play together and how they're compatible in different ways and what sort of standards are are settled upon kind of remains to be seen because it's it's pretty much the wild west right now. Heck yeah. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many cryptocurrencies, right? Um the, their real utility value, they're supposed to be utility tokens, most of them, right? Mm -hmm. So their real utility value still remains to be seen because there's kind of no network usually built around it. And there's no, there's no, like, it's just perceived value at this moment. It's usually just people trying to pump and dump and make, make some money, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a fundraising device for some of these companies. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I 
I would say that digital currency is going to be the thing that works on the on on digital places like this. Mm-hmm. Which one does it have to be cryptocurrency? Not necessarily, right? But it will be digital. Be sure about that. You know, everything else is Absolutely. digital in the spaces. So, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting moment. Like I, I keep there's so much promise to the metaverse idea, the the blockchain idea, the everything in that space, but it's like the, it's like the app wars back, you know, a long time ago, like there was a bunch of social networks and, you know, kind of just resolved down to a few at the end of the day. And that's probably what will happen here. Right. Like, so which metaverse wins is the bigger, is the big question. But if you were going to call pocket on it, there's probably a handful that exists today that probably will still continue to exist. Maybe there'll be a new entrant, right? That'll just kind of do it different and it'll be that much better, but likely it'll be Epic with the big war chest they have. And likely it'll be, you know, the robot, whoever, whoever ends up like, you know, winning in that space. You think anybody will ever try to tie everything together? I, th- I definitely think so. And I also think, there's going to be a lot of platforms that are different by technology that do link together, whether directly or through some other, whatever the third party solutions are created. It's just all about supporting and adopting that. And that's kind of what I meant when I was talking more about um, like sharing technical standard is platforms deciding that they want to kind of play together in those ways. Um, but if things yeah. are on toy different technology, and really it could be even if they're not on toy different technology, you could have two platforms that are both Ethereum based, as you mentioned earlier. But uh, the 3D model that one platform has for a T-shirt, the other platform may not even recognize, and they, that other platform might recognize that that person owns that shirt. They know that it is a shirt and everything, but they don't know what it is because it's a model that doesn't exist in their in their platform. There's so there's a lot to overcome there, but it's definitely a, a challenge that's really exciting. Because if that does happen, that means that your digital ownership of these items does go with you when you explore these these different worlds, and these different platforms, which is really exciting. That is really cool. yeah. I mean, they've done that in in our regular tech world, right? Where you know things will be packaged up and converted over, and then it can continue on and they did that with mobile and different, mm-hmm. different, uh, technology. So likely they will do that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see if somebody ends up do, uh, adopting frameworks or brings out frameworks, kind of like what Apple did with and, and Android did with frameworks in which to build on that allows things to, I mean, in their case, it was to work on a phone, but to have, have like, kits and, and frameworks that make the whole thing easier but as like a, a super infrastructure versus as like the metaverse because it's it still seems like a race to just get people on one place you know what i mean yeah, yeah so it's definitely it's one of the developer accessibility user accessibility and then also just having that audience those are all factors that are really important you need to be able to cater all of those in a in a way that's really well balanced. And if you put too much focus on one of them more than the other, you're gonna alienate the other audience entirely. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know, I, I don't pay too much attention to the electric car market, but I know that like even Tesla's patents have been open sourced. 
so that everybody can use it if they want, mm -hmm. you know, but people still build semi stuff, but you know, it is, it just depends on that, that how, how well does everybody really want to work together or as if there, are, mm -hmm. is there an opportunity cost to, to make it obfuscated enough that you don't have competition. It's a weird sort of like competition, uh, economy question right like high yeah level. absolutely by by participating in in sort of the the an open ecosystem of other platforms you're making it so it's really easy for people to discover and check out your platform but in the same way you're also removing barriers to exit and go somewhere else um yep. so it really kind of all comes down to the goals and what that platform is trying to accomplish with their uh with, with whatever they're creating what's melon's view on, on that would you be a, open to linking to other metaverses or letting people in your metaverse take a little portal over to the Dinoverse or in a sandbox or at any, any of these other places? Yeah, I think wherever it makes sense and wherever there's new new technology to sort of to sort of play with and try to integrate, I, I think is really exciting. I think right now we're a lot more in this in the space of we are a content producer building on the platforms rather than a platform in our in ourselves. Um, so at the moment, we're more like connecting our spaces together within the platforms we build on rather than relying on building a platform that's connecting these other platforms. Um, will that change eventually? Who knows? It could be really exciting, could also be pain and suffering and really difficult, um, which it most definitely is. But at the same time, it, yeah, if there's if there's a potential and something really exciting about tapping into an existing market and letting uh, and, and supporting an open standard, I, 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 I think there's a lot to be said there. And I think it can be really exciting and a great opportunity. Interesting. So what's next for you guys? And, and can... Can an artist or a creator reach out to you guys directly and say, build me something? Yeah, no, absolutely. So right now we're, we're heavily focused on Roblox. Um, we have a lot of exciting things in the pipeline, especially for music that I can't talk about just yet, but later this year is, is going to be really, really exciting. Um, we're super happy to have conversations with artists and labels and um, and everybody in between, we have a super awesome music team at, at Mellon and they, they, they take, uh, they, they take great care of everybody. Nice. Nice. Well, we'll have to put the, the, uh, links to you guys in the show notes and, um, you have to keep us, uh, keep us updated on where you guys yeah, are. Absolutely. Excellent. I'd love to have you back oh. on and back on in six to 12 months or something, get a little update on how Mellon's grown and, uh, where you're at. Uh, the early stages of everything is very cool, but um, following the growth is also an exciting part too. Yeah, there'll be a lot more uh, exciting things to, to chat about around that time for sure. Uh, excellent. Well, look forward to it. Devin, thanks for the time, man. It's great talking yeah, with you. Thank you both for having me. Have, have a great rest of your day. You got it, Devin. Great to meet yeah. you. All right. See ya. Thanks, guys. Okay.